I don't know which party my wife belongs to, but uh, she belongs to my kitchen and my living room and the other room. Relax, little mama, while you're all in your head, tripping over other shit. It's been three days on the same thing. Ain't you tired of overthinking everything? Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Other Room. This is Kes. I'm here with Dandy. Hi. We have two guests here, Natalie. Hi. And Anne. Hello. How are you guys doing? Great. It's okay. It's hot. Yes, it's really hot. Yeah. Oh my god, it's good to have you guys on. <laughs> good to be here. How are you, Kes? I'm good. I'm hot. It's like, just... Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, you it's are. very hot. <laughs> yeah, you are. You know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's get into it. Um, so we're just gonna have our guest say what they do, Anne. Okay. Hello. I'm Anne, and I work in an NGO, the African Gifted Foundation NGO. And what we do is focus on science education for girls. And so we have a school in Tema called the African Science Academy. And we recruit underprivileged girls from all over Africa and they spend one year with us. Through that time, we focus on their programming skills, physics and math, as well as giving them the opportunity to interact with stakeholders and role models in engineering, especially the female ones. So I'm the finance and team manager there. Yeah, and it's fun. Okay. Quick cool. question. Does, is this only for younger girls or women in general? Yeah, it's only for girls. Usually the age range is from 16 to 19 mm-hmm. because it's for girls who have finished high school and are about to enter university. Yes. Okay. So we have, um, it's high school or O-level. So in mm. West Africa, it's WASI. But then for <coughs> Zambia, Zimbabwe, it's O-level. So you work with not, not only Ghanaians but other, other Africans? Yes. Okay. So we um, currently had we have students from Ethiopia, from Zambia, Sierra Leone, Kenya, Cameroon, um, Ghana, different parts of the region of the country in Ghana, and we have students from Togo. We have a lot of Nigerians coming in too. So are these people who now live in Ghana, or they have come from their countries just for this program? So the non-Ghanians have come from their various countries just for this one oh, year. Okay. So if they get admissions into Ghanaian universities like Asheti, then they continue like their four years okay. in Ghana and then visit home occasionally. Usually they get scholarships and so they have um, a quota or an amount that will let them go and visit their homes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them have projects as well too. So we. They, they apply for funding and then they've gotten they, they get like an amount of money for mm. say like a thousand pounds and they set up libraries in their various communities some okay. set up literacy centers and then because they are from low income backgrounds a lot of people in their um, communities have not even seen laptops or don't have the chance to wow. get like libraries in their communities that's what they do. Oh, wow. That's, that, yeah, that's it. How, how, how long have you guys been operating for? So we started in 2016, and yeah, this is our fourth cohort now. Okay. Yeah, so this cohort will end in 2020. And then, 
So uh, admissions will be opening by next month, and we'll start recruiting for next year. How do how do the girls get in touch with you? Uh, you know, like get it. yeah. Okay, yeah. So usually we work with a lot of volunteers because we are situated in Tema and we are few number of staff. But then we have other partner NGOs. So we have the Northern Girls Initiative in Ghana, which works with girls in the northern region. They, they you know, give us some girls. It's basically an application process. So they apply. They can go on the website and apply their all. If they, are, they get access to our volunteers, our volunteers have application forms, and then after they apply, then we sift through and cut down, and then the next group get sits an um, entrance exam. Okay. After the entrance exam, and then we cut down again. Then we do interviews. After the interviews, those in Ghana, we try to go around. So we either go to the north or we go to western region or different parts of the region. But then those outside Ghana, we do Skype interviews. And then from there, we cut down to about 25 students. So everything wants is about 25 students? Yes, mm. circa 25. So we've okay. had 23, we've had 24, we've had 22. And then, so I'm a consultant um, in film production and project management in general. Currently, I'm project coordinator for Social Media Week Accra, which is coming off this um, Wednesday, um, 25th to 27th of September. Okay. Um, Social Media Week basically is it's a global event. Uh, we've had Social Media Week happen in cities like New York, Devon, um, LA, London, Nairobi, Lagos, of course, and um, we're having it in Accra as well. So. Um, it's a week where we set apart to celebrate all the nuances that come with social media, all the pets that come to social media. And then we tend to look at how we can use social media to better our lives, how we can uh, maximize the efficiency of social media. And we also look at um, how social media is affecting people and affecting our, our everyday lives. And so there are keynote addresses, there are masterclasses. Um, we also give um, social media, the we also give people the platform to come and exhibit their uh, talents, and so we have our open mic sessions as well. Uh, we have had we're having fireside conversations um, on various topics, and we are also um, having podcasting as well this year in particular. Yes, so basically that's what social media week is about. Okay. How long has it? Is this the first social media weekend? No, it's, it's in the third year. This is the third year. Mm -hmm. okay. And um, do you guys have a hashtag or something else? Yeah, this year the theme is stories. Um, that's the global theme actually. Okay. So everybody else is running on it. And in Ghana, we're looking at the various formats in which stories are being told. And so we have um, how the brands are telling stories through advertising, how um, filmmakers are telling stories through social media. We're looking at is there a way that we can um, social media can become a film distribution tool, is that possible? Um, we're also looking at podcasting, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, we're looking at how influencers, because the influencer economy keeps growing, and so there are masterclasses that will train influencers on how to better themselves and market themselves for brands, and how to keep brands as well. So we're, in the entirety, we're looking at how stories are being told. The hashtag this year is hashtag stories, um, hashtag SMW Accra, hashtag my story. 
Interesting. Okay, guys, so you've heard it all. Join in the conversation. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming. Like super women. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Dan, did you want to tell us what you're here for today? Well, <laughs> I'm here to support the main host <laughs> as really we interview these amazing women that we're speaking to today. Oh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being on today. Huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you guys are super women. Too. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. We're all. Yes. 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 Okay, so we're just gonna get right into the sizzling. Now, what's popping? Oh, poppin'? Yeah. <laughs> this was. I, I think you have stuff about this. Okay, so there's this. Okay, okay. <laughs> we're talking about genuine and shady apologies, and how do you know for sure when someone's being genuine when they. <laughs> so before we get into the reason why we're why this is our topic, let's hear from you guys. What do you think is the a sign, maybe like the biggest sign that someone's being genuine when they're apologizing, and then biggest sign that they're not being genuine when they apologize? Uh, for me, is when they accept what they've done, and then they accept the fact that what they did was wrong. Um, then for me it means that you're actually sorry for what you did, and then I also look at the face a lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, I think that the the biggest form of an apology is a changed attitude, mm-hmm. and so if you are apologizing, I mean you can just say yes, you're sorry, but then if you are not making a conscious effort to, you know, change your attitude for the better, then are you really sorry? I don't think so. And so I also believe in, you know, behaving in the way that whoever you are offended expects of you. So try to understand the person's perspective. You might not maybe follow that principle, but then just for the sake of your apology, you'd have to see it from the person's perspective. (laughs) And then you change accordingly. And if I'm not seeing them face to face on the phone, normally you know the way the person sounds, so you know um, I can tell if you're being genuine or you're just saying sorry just to make me feel better. Facial expression, I want to. What about you? I think a bit of everything you all said. Yeah. Like the the best combination you can have of mm-hmm. all three things. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with Vishnu. And now, that brings us to the reason why we're asking this. So there's a video on um, Twitter of this guy who was supposedly apologizing to who I'm guessing was his girlfriend um, or love interest, whatever. Basically, he claims that he messed up and he knows he messed up and he's sorry and he wants her back. However, if you watch this video, <laughs> uh, I mean, to me personally, okay, let me speak for myself and then we'll see how, did you two see the video? Okay, so then we can go around and say how, <laughs> what your first impressions were. For me personally, when I watched it, 
I didn't think it was real. <laughs> I thought, because you know, like, there are all these comedians that, like, <laughs> do these things. So I thought, exactly, I thought it was one of those. I didn't think this was an so actual, it's, it's this was meant to be, yeah. I didn't think this was meant to be an actual apology to somebody. <laughs> so Does anyone know who the girl is? No. no. no I mean, I'm, sure, I, I'm I sure the people <laughs> on his Instagram, his friends will probably know the girl that he's talking about. But this was... Okay, so someone took a um, screenshot. No, they screen recorded. Yeah. Yes, they recorded the screen from their Instagram of him. He had made this post and then posted it on Twitter. So the caption is, "This is the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. I am howling." And look, okay, not Loki. Hi, Kia. Because if this was meant to be a real apology, like. I agree with the next comment that the person posted said, if you F me over, do not ever come online to tell people you did <laughs> yeah, so, like, let alone record to... yourself crying. Because now you're making me look, look extra like stupid. Yeah. Because, like, you're literally just, like, opening my ass for the whole world. <laughs> like, how? And personally, how my girls would judge me because how could I have dated such a moron like this? <laughs> no, I... I, I don't know. I really don't know what was going through his mind. And like, then the uh, scream. Oh my god! That really I, I actually me. thought it was like uh, he was he was trying to vlog, like you know, give daily videos. Yeah. They do. I didn't think that it, it was, was real. Oh my god! If this is real, oh my god! It's so embarrassing. <laughs> exactly. Like if you were the girl and you saw this, because I'm sure like people who know them <laughs> would know like who he was talking about. Yeah, and, I'm judging I mean, that girl. Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He, oh, I don't know. If this is if this is actually real, he must not have thought this through. Because no. But what if also was legit? I'm just thinking. Guys don't really show their emotions um, as much. They like to be tough and you know tough everything out and all that. What if like it's really legit and that's why like he really broke down. He really well. But, I mean, okay, the, the, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm all for, you know, guys showing their emotions <laughs> and all that. We, like, we say that masculinity is fragile and all yeah. of those things, yeah. Um, he should do that in front of her. He, maybe he could cry in he's front of her. He's probably tried a couple of times. Yeah. Oh, she's probably not seeing him. For him so to have the opportunity to... Oh, not so giving him the You should have sent so. her this video. You didn't need to post it. I hope he didn't on social media. <laughs> no, he didn't. Um. <laughs> no, there's Kiri. Okay. Say so, scream. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't tag her. He just said, I effed up. You was a really good girl and I took you for granted. Never thought I'd be the type to go crazy online. But I'm really heartbroken and I need you to see this right now. Baby, I'm sorry and I mean it. Heartbreak emoji, heartbreak emoji, crying. See, he's reached out to her. He hasn't been able yeah, to. Yeah, I, so I think. I think this is reached, this is, is his last is, um, resort. Yeah. So let's, no, but why didn't he tell her? Because then she sees it. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's just not. So if you're telling me that the only way for her to see was on Instagram, hello, Instagram has DMs. He could have sent the video to her. <laughs> no, maybe, DMs. No, maybe it, he, she it's blocked a public um, thing. Him. 
if you're it's like how public proposals maybe yeah exactly is, well, it's like you, you're dating if this is somebody you were with and you're saying you want her back i'm sure you know her friends or family or someone that no i think he's probably tried or everything so, and so he's doing the online he's kind of like shaming himself so she feels sorry for him yes see it could be genuine oh my god <laughs> no, also, like, no, like, 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 look, i mean this this looks genuine it could be because no, it if, could he's, be. if he's could, really putting it out there then it could be you know like we you know guys for a guy to do this then you really must have thought yeah i don't want anybody guys to do this for me no <laughs> no <laughs> not at all no don't not at all but hey Whoever about this lady is, please go and put him in some corner. And, and you know and what, what was hilarious? He said, let's fix, let's blend, let's contour. Let's contour. <laughs> really? Oh, you didn't hear that part. Hold on. <laughs> like, okay. I need to actually like listen to this. <laughs> For me, that's why it sounded fake. Yeah. It, it didn't sound real. Like All the words he was the words saying. Yeah. Stuff. Looks like he's written it down. <laughs> Or something like, like the way he's he's talking and, and that's screen. Hold up. Listen, I'm actually gonna play this so the listeners can hear because this scream is is I was too busy being a fucking playboy and I was selfish. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere, oh, you know. Out of that, that's oh, this is here he says can we fix it? Can we blend? Can we contour? And I was selfish. Ah! <laughs> can we fix? Can we blend? Can we contour? No, it's a joke. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. That's why I thought this was a joke. I don't it's think. I don't oh, think this is or real. it's a term they use. It's an inside thing. That's makeup. <laughs> okay, okay, I have a question. So maybe having an expressive man like this, and mm. this extreme end versus. Zero emotions, um, zero feelings. <laughs> Choose one. That that's a difficult one. Ooh. I want to zero. I think I zero want emo- a man with zero emotions no, is dangerous. With, without emotions, these are worse. Yeah. Well, I think this is one of this is something you control. If- <laughs> Sis, you're onto something. You're onto something. Like oh my god. We say this a lot. Like I've heard a lot of women say this, yeah. and I agree. Hmm. I mean, okay, let me just say, I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's no way this can be real. Hmm. Like he, he looks like he's taking the piss. Come on. I think it's real. Let's let's, let's blend. Let's close. Who would say he's trying to speak? Her I mean, language. even in normal language, I mean, Jackie, I know something. Wow, we are back to Jackie. I know, I know you're listening, Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Imagine if we could get her on. Remember, she was here last, she was in Ghana last year. Oh, yeah, that's true. Anyways. Let's move on. Yeah. Let's see what this is like now, <clears throat> which is our main topic. I still maintain I don't think he is being serious. <laughs> I'm being so serious. Like, if I were her, like, if he was already blocked, I'll extra block him and I'll make everyone around me block him too. Because what is this? Okay. So, um, 
I'm sorry. This is uh, we're talking about women in the workplace. Um, so we're all women. Yeah, and we all work. <laughs> yeah, we all work, right? So we've experienced some. Um, I'm a man and I'm unemployed. <laughs> Hi, man. <laughs> Hi, girl. How you doing? How you doing? Your mom. But, um, as women, what are some of the lengths we've had to go through um, in the workplace um, to be recognized um, for our efforts and stuff like that? You know, it's like whatever a man does, like oh yeah, it's cool. But when a woman does it, it's like okay, she's being too dramatic or she's being too extra or it's like okay, this woman did this. Oh, let's really applaud her. And it's like oh. Guys, people do it all the time. Why is it that they want to do it? I think that the only time people actually like recognize women for their achievements is if they're pregnant or uh, sick or something. Yeah, that's legit and so the they only go, time. they go into like, oh my gosh, she's able to achieve this even though she was exactly. Oh, yeah. But other than that, down. Other than that, it's not recognized. And this reminds me of that movie, What Men Want. I don't know if any of you. Sir, I Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've literally, watched that. I've watched that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's true. Because she wasn't getting recognized in her workplace, she had to go to extreme lengths, including voodoo, uh-huh. <laughs> to be able to read men's minds, to yeah, be able to, to get able recognized to, yeah, at work. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this is actually a really like serious topic that needs to be discussed. So, I'd like to hear. Yeah, a lot of times when. Um, maybe women also play office politics or something, mm. and, and that whole that whole idea of women are their own enemies or um, women bring you down, those kind of things. But yeah. then it's, it never seems to be a question coming into play when men are doing like what it takes to get to the top. Mm. And so if um, you are a man and you are being a strict boss or whatever it is. It's fine, but as a woman, being a strict boss or yeah. Yeah. requiring quality, it's like oh, but she has, yes, she yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or she's she just trying too hard, yeah, yeah. And we always do complain or, about or they female call her bosses. B-word. Yeah, we always do complain about um, female bosses than male bosses. Like a strict yeah. female boss and a strict male boss, we always complain about the female one. Yeah. She's being too strict on me, and why she not understanding and everything. Have you, have you, have you, has any of you ever had like female assistants before? Yes, I yeah. have. How, how, how is it like? Because I'm, I'm in a situation. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that. Laugh was <laughs> yeah. Because I always have. I um, one of the interviewing for for an assistant. Um, one of them that came, she was like, "Oh, I, I said, have you ever worked for a woman before?" She's like, "Oh yeah," and she was very hard and she was very disciplined. And she was very hard on me. It was very difficult, you know. Like you know that how they usually say that working for women is more difficult than yeah. all of that. Until I heard. And I got to know why she had to go through that with the film was and I was like, well, um, I think this conversation is we can't take it out without discussing how we are made as 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 women, and we need to accept that, and the world needs to accept the fact that this is how. I don't know about you, but I get cranky when it's the time of the month. Yeah, and and in so, a week before and a week after. Yeah, so <laughs> I if I have to stay home and work from home, or I just keep quiet or do the jobs that you're supposed to do just so that I don't get in your way, then then that works. 
um, not to deviate from the topic that you, from, from what you said about do we have to work extra hard to get to the top? Yes, women do have to work extra hard. And I'm saying this even though a lot of people are saying, oh, well, we're giving equal opportunities, blah, 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 blah. Um, there are a lot of things that kind of like hinder women um, physically, um, mentally, and, and our composition that naturally hinder us. And not because that is how we are made, but then I believe that the corporate world needs to put things in place to, to adjust. I think the corporate world is set and fixed in a way that it's, it's okay for men. It's okay for men to thrive through it. And so you have a nursing mother and she's amazing at her job, but then because she has a lagging baby, she can't really, you know, push forward and make more and, and achieve more. But then what if we have a nursery in, the, in, in a nursery? In the, in the workspace, yeah. it makes it easier for her. Okay, so let's let the the ground is not leveled mm -hmm. for for for, for yeah in That's in the first place. It's yeah. like this, and it's like this in favor of all men. You understand? So I I believe that for me, I always said that if I should run a company, um, I think I'm gonna give one day of every month for every woman in the town of the month because then I know what I go through. <laughs> I know what I go through. There are actually some countries yeah. that have this as a law, and mm. I like. Yeah, I and, love even, that. and even the maternity, the maternity leave in this country is sick. Like I don't understand how you're giving just one month. Um, Wait, what? One month? Yes, it's one month. Some yeah, I know some three companies, months. Yes, there's yeah. three months. Even that's three months for, is crazy. That's a lot for government institutions and what? some institutions that know that you know they have a that's name cool. to uphold. But then very private companies that do not owe anything to anybody sometimes give you one month but even three so months so basically one month from birth or is so it this is how no it's one month if you like take it before, before you're pregnant <laughs> you would, yeah it's one month wait what and so yeah and wow. so let's even, you're not even supposed let's, to leave yeah let's, let's even stretch it to three months until after six weeks. even if it is three months now a yeah, lot of when you go through cs if you've ever been under surgery when you go through when you go through cs you need like six months to recover like mm -hmm. fully because you've been cut and you're being given three months and so this is what a lot of women are doing yeah. so she kind of like goes to work even yeah. in her seventh month in her eighth month yeah. so that people go very yes yeah and even some of them that are very strong go like go all the way to the nine months and so that when she has the baby she can if you don't know and you go for maternity leave at seven six months which means that right after birth, you need to report yeah. to work. Yeah. And I actually had this conversation with a guy and he was like, well, if the company can function when you're not around, why do we need you? Mm. You know, and for me, it's been something that we had a Twitter tone prior social media week. And these are some of the questions that we're asking that it, I would be, it would be so painful for, it's very unfair for, for, for women in corporate Ghana. I would say corporate Ghana because my aunt in Edmonton, Canada, went on leave for a year. And she wow. came back. Yeah, she came back to her job. In Ghana, if you go for someone who will replace you, yeah. especially when it's a cutthroat system, you know. Yeah. And so I think that women are we are, um, do we have the ability to reach our heights? Yes, we do. I've seen women do amazing things, um, but is the level no it's not fair and i think there are a lot of things that hinder us from you know making it up there and and, and, and from achieving so um like coming back to the topic of whether women feel like we need to do more to even 
get that, that to show that you're a manager or something. Uh, it, there's been a study that shows that women are less likely. A, a plus um, women are less likely to apply for higher roles than C level men. And so, um, to break it down in a class, if you are the one who, the woman is the one who is always first in class and then somebody was middling or 40 something out of 50 or something. Mm. If you are in an organization together, that person will be, that guy will be more likely to apply for a better role than, than the, woman. the woman who was like maybe ace and all her tests and all crazy. that. And that's because of, you know, us not having the confidence in ourselves to put ourselves forward for these kind of things. Because anytime you want to put yourself forward, you start thinking, hey, will the men listen to me? I mean, in school, I, I went on, I'm an engineer by background, and so uh, in my school, I ran for SRC president. Mm. And I mean, 70% of the school is, is male dominated, heavily okay. male dominated. And so I faced a lot of backlash it was all like a, you know, the typical. You think that oh, I had a, a woman something like <laughs> a, a woman can go that whole. Some people like to pretend like it doesn't exist. Where people say, "Hey, you a woman going for it," but then it does exist and yeah. it's very real. And so you have to be, and then they call you a strong woman. Why? Why do you have to be a strong woman to be able to do things that men usually do? Why can't you just be? A, a person, and <laughs> yeah. then just do. Why, why is it not the norm? A woman is a strong woman. A strong woman is a woman. So. <laughs> <laughs> like all women are strong. Yeah. yeah. So they're they're really just playing themselves, thinking that they're going to us when. Yeah, but then if we are always consistently being given the short end of the stick, we are being um we are not paid as much yeah, as our male con- counterparts. We are not you know getting the opportunities that they usually get then um we we can say that we are strong but if we are not getting the benefits of the strength then we are really shooting ourselves in the foot so that's why i love it when like you know i'm all for women organizations and all that not to say that they are all perfect or or something but then it's it's a stepping stone and it's, it's working out Empowering yeah. more women, it's yeah. giving more women a I chance just and just be this, themselves. Um, magazine cover, a tech um, magazine, and the lady that was on the cover was the first CEO to ever appear on a magazine cover pregnant, visibly pregnant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, it's 2019, and you're telling me this is now when it's happening for mm-hmm. the first time yeah. ever. But once I like read about the woman, I mean, I was very impressed, very proud, um, very happy for her as well, because she's, she's what you just said about um, having spaces just for women, that's basically what she does. Literally everyone on her team, everyone in her, um, what's it called, in her company is female. Mm. And that's like her thing. That's what she is always advocating for because of where she came up from and whatnot. So I do, like, I think that even though we live in a patriarchal society that doesn't or isn't where 
we would want it to be where it should be right now. I do think that slowly but surely we're getting there and there are more and more women every day that are letting men know and letting people know in general that this is this is not how it's going to be no more. Like, y'all need to understand that that is over. Like, we're not in... Yeah. We're not in AD or yeah. I mean BC. BC that's the one. BC, yeah. We're not in we're not in BC. So like they they need to get with the program because <laughs> this is this is not it. It's so sad. Like literally every aspect of life, every sphere of influence that you can think of, it's always women that are being like yeah, pushed yeah. to the side. Yeah. Like we don't have like I don't know good ideas or whatever. Yep. And when you think about it, when you actually like go into these into these situations you realize that more often than not it's the women in those places that are keeping it together like because just okay for one example i know um of this lady who i mean okay i don't know if i should be saying this because it's not my story to tell but whatever <laughs> it's not like anybody knows who i'm talking about so yeah but basically this woman in her office who um would just allow um, the men in her office to take credit for her work when they like present yeah. to their boss Aww. and whatnot, just because she felt like the ideas wouldn't be received as well if it, it came from came her, from even her. though she knew that they were brilliant ideas. Yeah. And I think that that's like, yeah, the that word I happens. want to use is- Use it, feel free. <laughs> that's it that's it because that's just mental like how no but i i think it happens more often than not and i don't think you should judge her because i mean i mean i'm not judging her i don't blame her i'm my my issue is with the the system that we're in for her to exactly for her to still feel that way to not be able to voice out her ideas when they're actually so yeah. good. I mean, yeah, and let other people take credit for that work. But she grew up in, from like maybe the nineties or the eighties or whatever. So at that time, like, I feel like our kids now would have it's the so best. Much easier you know, than... they'll, they'll have it so easy because now it's becoming more more Correct. accepted. Yes, well, but it has then to be done well. growing up, because they're so we, Growing up, we still grew up with patriarchy, so there's internalized. But you know yeah, that they are still didn't... growing up with patriarchy exactly. now. Yes. It's we we would hope that it's a bit better yes. in their time. Yes. But it hope. may be the same or even worse. Yes. I yes. mean it, it also boils down to family, um, mm-hmm. family system. And so one of the speakers from the social media we took is Yabwati. Yabwati um, is a creative person. She's a, she's a graphic designer and animator. And this is a very male dominated Field. And she recently was selected for um, for Cannes, you know, okay. to speak. And she was actually the only one that was selected from Africa to represent Africa to go. One of the conversations that I had with her was that, and she, she mentioned how she sometimes had to stay over at, at work yeah. over overnight, and she had a, a presentation to do, and so. The whole office, everybody was like sleeping in the office. You wake up, work, sleep, work up, work for yeah. like a week. And all that she had was her face towel and her toothpaste and she was just, you know, getting on with it. And she was just wondering, you know, we're, we're having that because she was just wondering like, you know, what if I was married and um, I had a partner? 
how would my my partner would understand a lot mm. of women face this roadblock i have slept in my office so many times wow. a lot of women face this roadblocks my male partner can my male um colleague can sleep in the office and call his wife and say i'm i'm working late and so and that's it yeah and that's it but then when you're a female and you have a partner at home um especially when you have kids at home as well um, you can't say I am sleeping mm-hmm. in the office. No, mm-hmm. you can't sleep in your office. You have to come home and take care of me and the kids. <laughs> and yeah. so, yeah, if if we we also have to go back into the family system. I think, yeah. like she said, a lot of women are not because they are not confident, but because we are also looking at um, the home. Um, we need to take care of the home, and so how are we able to? Um, you know, we can't sacrifice work, you know, for, for, for the family. But then if we move into a system where um, men do understand that your partner is, is dealing with other male colleagues and she has to, you know, rise to the top. And so you can support her at home so that she'll be able to, you know, grind and do all the things that she has to do at work to make things happen. Then I, it would be, it would be um, a step, a step in the right direction. And so, yes, back we need to also look back at home, not just the office. But then, if things, if conversations about how partners and husbands can support their wives to push and move forward. If I'm going on a business trip for like a week and I know that you, the home is safe and you can take care of the kids and take care of yourself, then I can go on that business trip and win that deal. But if I can't trust you to do that, then I probably have to forgo that opportunity and stay home. Yeah. So we need to also look at that. Yeah. And this is another reason why a lot of women are not looking forward to marriage and children because they yes. want to be able to Right, you know, you know, get, yeah, you so know, achieve like a, the goal. Yeah, you choose one. It's yeah. like, I don't think you have to choose. Yes, like, yeah, for, you for choose women, it's basically an ultimatum. Yeah. You either yeah. have the yes. family yeah. or you have the career, exactly. but not both. But not yeah. both. That's crazy. Because no, nobody says that to men. It's yeah, it be, but it's still not. Yeah, I work in a male-dominated firm, and basically, we do a lot of field work. So, like going out of town. Staying away for days at a time and stuff like that. And um, I don't know, for some reason, in the beginning, they weren't even considering me when it came to field work. So one time I was like, why? And they said that they didn't think that I wanted to go. Like, <laughs> or they didn't think I could do it or something like wow. that. I'm like, um, wow. why Why do you think so? Because one time I wasn't available to go and then that's it. She doesn't want to go. She can't do it or something. And I told them that I can do it. So once in a while, they take me along if I should put it that way. Then there was also another time we were going for a longer period of time and um, okay in the beginning I wasn't married. Um, now that I'm talking I was married and we had I had like a female we were going with a female like um, I call a director of the company as well and she was like oh as we are going for long, you have to make sure that you cook for your husband and, you know, make sure everything is fine at home before you leave. Oh, we're going to worry you and all that. It's my work. Like, I know that this is the job. I, my husband knows that this is the job. Why should that be an issue? Like, why are you not telling the men that they have to get the home prepared and stuff before they leave, you know? And, yeah, that's the situation. This is this is what I face all the time. It's but like, how are the conditions? In terms of where, in, um, no, in going terms of, out of town. Yeah, so um, I know of this. There was field work because it was always field work. They used to only get one room for all the guys to sleep no. or something that no. kind of thing. Because they never your, considered 
that, that okay in, yes in i guess that's also the reason because if there if there's four people going the guys yeah. would like to pair up so they can save yeah. more money but if i come in then it's like an extra room yes and then it's like come but to it inconvenience should be normalized us. it shouldn't be an inconvenience yes it's it's so they just prefer to go with themselves so that they can pair up and save more money than, you know, um, Kes coming along and coming to... Meanwhile, Kes is going to give, like, the best ideas and all these Kes things. Kes is going to do good, but hey, she has cook for her husband. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? On the subject of, of, of your workplace or workspace or working environment, what would you say was the worst working environment you've ever been in and then the best working environment you've ever been in? You want me to say that live? <laughs> I've only worked I mean, you don't have to place, expose so. them, but like, just give us a an idea of what it was like. Why it was the worst, why it was the best. Okay, so I had this um, boss who was very tormenting. If I tell you how I quit the job, you understand why. <laughs> I said he was very tormenting. Um, so he had the habit of talking down on me. I remember he was telling one of my female colleagues that she can never become a good copywriter. She's a copywriter. She can never become a good copywriter. And that she go and find a Lebanese man and marry. Oh. And he looked at me and said, oh, you can never become a good director. Just, just go sit somewhere. You're not good enough for anything. And he kept talking down on you regardless of what you do. Like you try so hard and he keeps talking down on you and keeps talking down on you, keeps talking down on you. And eventually I had to send him an email 2 a.m. that I wasn't showing up because I was having a lot of, um, it began to eat into me and I felt that if I should continually stay in that yeah. environment, I'm going to believe the words that he's yes. saying. And so I had to remove myself from there so that I would be able to, because I believed in myself. I, fortunately for me, I had, I have very, a very supportive dad. Mm. Um, I have very, a lot of the people, surprisingly, a lot of the people that have um, spoke well with me and have risen me up and have, um, you know, encouraged. encouraged me, including my recent boss, your amen. And so when I came across this one and he was, you know, um, talking down on me and making me feel very useless and making me feel like I don't worth anything, I, I knew it was, what he was saying was not true. And I know there are probably a lot of girls that are probably listening to this podcast and you're beginning to believe something that somebody is telling, to, is telling you. You know, your boss is probably telling you you're not good enough. Your boyfriend is telling you you're probably not pretty enough. You don't have to believe it. And... But then, if you, yeah, you know, I, yeah, I, you know, they say if you, if you sit in, um, give me the beep again, if you sit in something for so long, yeah, (laughs) it begins to, it it stops smelling, you know, when you sit in it for so long, it stops smelling, and then you begin to believe, move yourself out of it, and that's what I did. I had to move myself away from it you know that's and what a lot of ladies don't know how to do like taking yeah. yourself away from mm. that situation. oh i walk in it's so easy yeah. for me i will walk away. like i will walk i walk in <laughs> these girls are made for walking <laughs> that's just what they'll do one of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you exactly Oh gosh, thank you, Tandy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just make that out? No, it's actually no, it's, a song. No, it's, it's, it's a, a song. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a thing my niece really loves. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Anyways, 
Okay, so then we talk about the good stuff then. Um, yeah, so your worst and best. Wait, did you actually tell us your best? talked about... Well, no, they they've talked about the love situations, really. She's talked about some bad ones as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just go on. <laughs> yeah, oh, so I just wanted to say that um, luckily for me, I've been in very empowering spaces, whether mm. male, but, right, male bosses or female bosses, because um, the place I was working before this current one, I was doing a lot of rotations. So I was working in a lot of departments and Thankfully, my company at that time had a strong diversity and inclusion policy and so female empowerment was actually one of their core values. Mm. And so wherever I went, I was encouraged. There was um, nothing about you being a woman. It, it, they rather turned it around because like 80% of management, and it's a big company, so 80% of management at that time were female and so we had a very strong leadership mm. of women and so you are able to look up to that and also toe that line. Mm. How about you just? I just have that one thing I said. Um. I, I've only worked in that space. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, How about you, Sam? First working environment, first working environment. Um, hmm, okay. <laughs> Worst, I'd that say, a guy who was doing that apology. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that guy scream, I'm dead. No, um, okay, I would say because it's not just one. I've had like a couple, but I'd mention one which was like on the set of a movie. Um, I think a whole lot of <sighs> I don't even know how to put this. Okay, I'll just say this. Okay, basically, the people that we were working for on that project um, just were... They insisted on, basically, um, what's the word? You know when someone's, when you're doing a job and someone's like hovering over you, what's, what's the term for that? Shadowing? No, no, no. When they're... Oh. Yeah, those words seem like micromanaging. Yes, that's it. Thank you. you. Micromanaging you. Thank you. That's that's actually what I was looking for. You know, basically when they when they try to micromanage everything that you're doing, and it's like you have paid people to do this job because that's what we do and yeah. we know what we're doing. So it makes absolutely no sense for you to come on set and try to every little exactly at every little thing when this is not even your field of. Um, Exactly, this is not your area of expertise. So I don't know why you would think that it's sensible to, you know, change anything anyhow without actually like speaking to the people involved and yeah. trying to... It's different if you're saying, oh, you see this going one way, y'all had a different idea, so is there a way that we can, you know, find a way to fuse the two? Instead of just, you know, insisting, yeah, insisting on, on things being done your way when those who are experts on the subject tell you that that's actually dumb. Mm. Like, so, I mean, it's been more than one, but I'm just using that one, that specific one, as an example of one of the worst working um, environments and experiences. Because I used to go to work and just be mad, like, mm. 
Because that project will be shot for <laughs> almost a month or about a month. Mm. And imagine how that is because almost every day you're on set with people there oh, just. On your neck. <laughs> it's over now, right? So... <clears throat> Moving it? on. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, any best? Here. Oh. One of, one of, one of the best. Oh. Um, I'd say the other was probably when I worked in um, the hospital um, in the lab because it was just me and my supervisor. Um, and just us in machines. It was so nice because you don't have to deal with <laughs> annoying humans. But no. he, patients came in and out. No, the patients don't see us in the lab. Do you get? They see the doctors or nurses. Yeah, but they come for like yes, yeah. No, that's that's in the um, blood work room. They go okay. there to go and have okay, their so blood yeah, drawn. Just, like, we don't we don't see them at all. Okay. <laughs> so the best thing is to for us women to work in machines. Honestly. Okay. Noted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm totally joking before men get butthurt and yeah. start like calling me feminist or something. I don't know. Please. It was just a joke. So, yeah. <laughs> what's, be, what's wrong with being called No, as in, in the sense that <laughs> you, you know them not, not, I like, don't no, think, when, honestly, yeah, no, I when think, people, I when think, they, when they say feminist, they have it in a, a negative. In a negative exactly. Because yeah. the, 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 most of the, People who identify as feminists nowadays are basically just like men are trash. I hate men type thing. Not like and people because of those ones that are more vocal, they forget about where it actually starts and yeah, what feminism originally you know. was and meant and all of that. So that's what I meant before the feminists now come for me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. let's just not the crowd. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well. I think that brings us to the end. Yes. So, can um, just... This has been interesting. Thank you guys so much for coming yes, on. Yes. And this sharing your been... experiences with us, telling us about what you do and how um, what you do makes you support women. <laughs> we'll actually need you to just, like, real quick plug in your yeah. um, social media or whatever so people can find you. Or yeah. your phone numbers if you're single. Or... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> know the statistics of your <laughs> okay okay, okay. <laughs> hi guys yeah. that means she's open so yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, if, you, if you can find her shoot your shots <laughs> on twitter i'm at natalie sparty so n-a-t-h-a-l-i-e-s party p-a no that's not true oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Natalie's drama, sorry. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. Natalie's drama. God, what can I say? Party. So yeah, because I'm so not. I'm not. Um. I'm, yeah. Okay. No, on Twitter, I'm not too active on Twitter. I am active on Twitter these days, because of social media week. Okay. But um, it's Natalie's drama at n a t h a l i e d r a m a, and um on Instagram I'm Natalie Anam. That's my full name. N a t h a l i e a n a m g. And then on Facebook, I'm happy Anna as well. But please follow SMW Accra on SMW at SMW Accra, Facebook and Instagram, and SMWI Accra on Twitter. Okay. Okay. You, so, yes. So, my social media handle is Animara, 
A N E E underscore M A R A. Take it again. A N E E underscore M A R A. Is that so, on everything? So or? that's on Twitter and Instagram. And then on Snapchat, it's a hyphen. It's A N E E hyphen M A R A. And your phone number? Please don't, <laughs> please don't shoot your shots. <laughs> please I'm feel free. A, I'm in a committed <laughs> relationship with, <laughs> with, with Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I knew it was going to be something funny. <laughs> kiss, kiss. And find shameless plug for yourself too. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm not on any social media. Oh. She's at Keshi K on Twitter. That's K E S H Y K A Y. And she's at the real time to be on Twitter and I think Instagram. No, <laughs> no she's just that to be on Instagram. Oh. But anyway, just anyways, plug in and stuff. yes, we are GCRTOR on Twitter, on Instagram and Facebook, the Gold Coast Report. Um, if you have any emails you want to send us, the other room at the Gold Coast Report.com. And we are one of many um, podcast networks on the GCR. One of yes, pod, on the um, yeah on the GCR network, you can find us on um, what's it called Apple, Spotify, Spotify Google, um, yeah. Google Podcasts, and basically anywhere, anywhere that you can find podcasts. Yep, yeah. and check out the other podcasts as well. Sincerely, Accra, um, <laughs> um, Free Your Mind, After the Whistle, Sex and Sanity, all of them ones. Basically, yeah. just go on GCRs. The Gold Coast Report, yeah. look for all the podcasts, podcasts that you find us, there's like 10, 11 or so. Interesting. So. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about podcasts, actually, I yeah. just want to plug this in quickly. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, at Social Media Week Car on Wednesday, um, 6 p.m., we're having a podcast listening party upstairs. Okay. Um, we're selecting, yeah, we're selecting amazing podcasts across Ghana. And it's free. <laughs> and so, it's if you find yourself at the, at the multi-choice office. I had parties. So. <laughs> the multi-choice office upstairs. Okay. And come have a drink, listen to podcasts. And, and then we're having a free podcast booth. Yes. Um, um, the whole day at the multi-choice office in Abelenke, so find yourself there anytime, walk in, record your first episode um, of, of, of your podcast and start making okay. Sounds I'm really good. To my <laughs> That's an amazing opportunity, guys. Yes. So if I were you, I would take advantage. If, yes. if you're someone who's into podcasts and stuff yep. like that. I love your nails, though. <laughs> yeah. I, I still not, I'm just not bold enough to do it. Yeah. I see a lot of things yeah, people do, I'm just not bold enough to do it, but I just like it from my Yeah, heart. she's a bad <laughs> Okay. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. Yes, and thank you guys for being on. Um, until next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this has been a Gold Coast Report production. Yeah.